0: You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One.
1: It all started with an intern. We're still alive.
2: Don't maze!
1: Faster! Run faster! Those monsters will bring real trouble. I saw the fear in its eyes. Father Nature has arrived! Say goodnight! night, <laughs> Cherry! This, my friend, is your destiny. I've been dreaming about this day for a long, long time. You're wanted men. There is no salvation today. The National Park
0: Service always pays its debts. Hey, guys, what's up? I ran to the Goatman. man! <laughs> <laughs> ba boom Headshot!
1: You must be him. You must be Kevin.
0: Kevin's Cryptids, the second season. Subscribe now. Welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. we got Bill Goldberg here on the phone, and we've got Alistair Weaver from Edmonds.com. And uh, before we start, CarCast is brought to you by Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, fuel economy, and lower underhood temperatures. Zybar is an ultra-thin coating that reduces radiant heat by 90%. Put Zybar on, take heat off, visit Zycoat.com now, and of course, Continental Belts. Visit OE Technologieseries.com to learn more about them, and of course, our friends at Dodge. Hurry in to find great deals at the Dodge Black Friday sales event. Every time I read that, I feel like Bill's going to literally head to the dealer. <laughs> <laughs> and find out what's going on. I no, I already events. sent my
1: email this morning. Uh, yeah, that's no. I, I had a, wait 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 like a good kid at uh, Hanukkah, man. You know, I uh,
0: I had a funny uh, conversation, email exchange with uh, with with Dodge, and I was like, you know, hey, you know, thanks thanks for 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 participating with CarCast. We're having a great time, and I said everything seems to be working out to your favor. I was like, oh. Uh, I was like, Goldberg did the Dodge commercial that he wanted to do, and then he called us here on the show to tell us about it, but he called us from the Dodge dealer as he was getting, like, the, the red eye or ordering the red eye or, or just, like, I was like, the, the check hasn't even come in the mail yet, and it's already out, back to Dodge. It's all, it's all,
1: it's all about timing, man. You know, you got to get in line, then you got to... Uh, you got to fill out the order sheet, then you got to wait your uh, three to nine months, whatever the heck it is. Yeah, it's all about timing, you know. So, like I said, it'll be here uh, hopefully right around Hanukkah time.
0: <laughs> well, uh, perfect. And um, just to uh, touch base on the things that you were doing, you talked about NCIS Los Angeles last week. Fun episode. You did such a great job, and uh, you're going out and filming. Uh, wait, can you talk about the 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 other show as well?
1: Uh, yeah, another episode of the Goldberg, yeah. you know. Uh uh it, like I said it's funny man. You look at the look at the sign and sheet and uh everybody on the left column's got the last name Goldberg and I'm the only one on the right hand column with the last name Goldberg. I'm the only Goldberg on the show who's truly a Goldberg. You're the only and real. Ha- and I don't have a Goldberg name in the show. It's just one of those funny things, but <laughs> um, you yeah. know, hey, anytime I'm on that show, it's awesome. Uh, it, this was an episode directed by Leah Thompson. Um, we all know who she is. It was an honor and a privilege yeah, to back work to the future. under
0: Howard the under Duck, her
1: tutelage, and it, it was it was it was awesome. And I tell you what, whoever wrote that episode uh, uh, needs a medal. Because it was absolutely hilarious, and I just can't wait to see it.
0: Awesome! You're going to let us know when we can uh, when we can check that out. Hopefully, yes, sir. Um, Alistair, how you doing? Good morning. Good thanks. Welcome back to the studio. I'd say bright and early, but this is kind of your thing. Well, nine a.m.
2: <laughs> yeah, <it's like laughs> full of latte. Well, I
0: mean, so- nine a.m. When we starting, it's not when, yeah. when we got up this morning. You no. drove in from Manhattan Beach.
2: Yes, yeah. yeah. A little tour of LA in the morning.
0: I, I tell you, traffic was a little light on the way here this morning. I think people are going out of town for Thanksgiving or something already. Uh, that
2: was what it I was wondering what it was, yeah. 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 Hey, he's no, like, it good, no, it's good good fires, run.
0: it's terror, something, something California-ish. No, it's uh, no, but it's going to rain this week, so expect some floods later as it's well. I'm, so. heading,
2: I'm heading to Big Bear in our, in our Ram, actually, yeah. so uh, it'll be
0: nice. Um, in the Ram. In the Ram, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Ram, you came in, you were talking about the trucks. You were talking about how much you guys like that thing. And uh, I I keep watching these Chevy commercials. I don't get it. It's the guy who does nothing. He just opens a garage door and opens another door, and opens another door. I just don't get the Chevy commercial thing. And then, and the one that I saw recently was like, they're like, I, I forgot the whole script, but the guy's like, do you know what the best truck is? And everyone's like, the Ford? Oh, the one where they came across the desert.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly they're what like, know. is
0: it the Ford? He's like, no. They're like, oh, it must be the Dodge. They're like, no, it's the Chevy. I was like, that's a terrible commercial because it's basically just a commercial saying everyone thinks the Ford is the best <laughs> and then maybe the Dodge and then the Chevy because they're literally like, what's the best truck? Yeah. And everybody's like, it's got to be the Ford. <laughs> and they're like, no. They're like, what? What? It's like, how is this a real commercial for Chevy? This is a terrible idea. I haven't thought of it that way, but you're right. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a commercial about how everybody's better than you. They're like, actually, no. I know that's the perception. I know everybody thinks that. But because but, this uh, is a commercial,
2: it must be us. Yeah, but it's <laughs>
1: right. When did people come to the con- when did people come to the conclusion that it's a good thing to mention your competitors in a commercial?
2: I d- I don't know. Do that's, you know? In in Europe, that's banned. In Europe, you can't say. You can't say, "Dodge good, Chevy bad." You do, legally, you can't do it. So it's really? kind of funny to me over, over here that you can kind of say, "Oh that Ford? No, Buy a Chevy. Buy a Chevy. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, it used to be like you wouldn't mention the brand, right? Yeah Like honestly, yeah. I got to tell you, that Chevy commercial is the best Ford commercial out there, right? And then secondary, it's the best Dodge commercial. And then it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a weak, it's a week Chevy commercial. Yeah. And I just don't get like, how their agency is like, this is a good idea. And then they send it to the client, and the client's like, we love this. Yeah, somebody signed yeah. It off. Yeah, and they're reading the script, and they see Ford, then they see Dodge, and they're like, Chevy, the punchline, after, right? Especially these days when people are like fast-forwarding through commercials on their DVR. So the first punch they hear is, what's the best truck? Yeah. Ford, fast-forward. <laughs> you don't even get to the rest of the commercial. <laughs>
2: You're absolutely right. We do a lot of analysis uh, on our, our yeah. videos of how long people actually watch and how engagement and, and yeah. all those sort of metrics, what we call dwell time, which is a, a web geek word. But, yeah, you can tell you've got to hit people between the eyes. You know that. It's, it's, <laughs> if you don't get it right in the first five, ten seconds, then, it's, then people have gone. So it's funny because the, the film industry, if you guys have noticed, they're
0: catching on. With people fast forwarding through their DVR. So they'll show the trailer of the film, but at the top of the screen will be just like a black bar that says, like Creed 2. And it stays there the whole time. Because as you're fast forwarding, that just stays there. And you get that branding up there for a minute. And it says, you know, Creed 2, November. Yeah. 20th or something, right? And then you can kind of fast-forward through the action. And you're like, oh, I get it. It's Creed Two. It's coming out. But they just have it up there with the date, you know? And so you can't – they should just do that now. You should just be like, buy Chevy. Yeah, you Chevy, know, nice, buy, nice yeah, truck. Nice truck. Uh, 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 <laughs> believe it or not, it's the <laughs> top. <laughs> uh, anyway, kind of a weird thing that uh, I was thinking about. I think about ads when uh,
1: when you walk in. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair, I
0: think about, I be, I think about vehicle testing and stuff when you walk in.
1: Um, well, here, I got, a, I got a question for you vehicle testing-wise, Alistair, while you're on hand. Um, I have a very close friend that is looking to buy an exotic and use it half the time on the track, half the time driving it from track to track. He wants to spend about 150 grand. He's looking at three different cars right now. I want your opinion of them: the 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 Lambo, the McLaren, and the Ferrari, the 430, I think it is. The McLaren's the MP4, and I have no idea what the Lambo is. But what's uh, what? W- what are your thoughts on that, Alistair? Uh,
2: for 150 grand, I was
0: going to say get the Porsche, which wasn't co- on your list. One well, car, 911 I, GT3. I knew that
1: was what <laughs> was, was going to come up, but <laughs> taking the Porsche out of it, okay.
2: It, the, the, the trick is with the hurricane. If it's a hurricane, the Lamborghini. The I'm a huge fan of the Hurricane Performante, which yeah. is. I was over there driving in bizarrely, in Transylvania, Romania last year, and, and Lamborghini <laughs> went.
0: No one ever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when they brought out the Hurricane, it was almost like they felt they needed to soften everything off and, and talk to more to talk to a different a different client base. Yeah, the Performante is a car they always wanted to build, and I'm no fan of the Hurricane, but the Performante is brilliant. But for one hundred fifty thousand dollars, you ain't going to get a um a performante so I'd, I'd now i'm assuming maybe
0: used maybe like a, a year absolutely. or two absolutely yeah. no no all, question uh, you
1: these yeah. are all not two looking years. at new by any uh, minute uh,
2: the other problem bill is you will never fit in one of those so you're not going to be. <laughs> i'm not worried thing. about me it's not okay.
1: me it's for it's for a, a similar size gentleman as matt so but he's a midget Ah,
2: yeah, well, perfect we, we <laughs> i just get great we, in Oregon. you can get one of those japanese <laughs> little little city now um <laughs> If we, for $150, you could get a probably Ferrari 430, which is a, which is a great car. The, the trouble is with this, they're quite, the reason Porsche, everybody buys a Porsche, I know maybe he doesn't want a Porsche, but the reason everybody buys them is because they will take the abuse. A 430 mm. is still, if you're going to track it that much, it's still going to be an expensive car to, to look after and maintain. Um, you know, just I notice you haven't
1: mentioned the McLaren. What do you, what do, the what McLaren, do you think
2: McLaren, The MP412C was, you would definitely go with those for 150 wasn't a great car. It was their first, first attempt. Um, it's actually be great on a track, not the most charismatic thing in the world, a little bit quiet, a little bit, um, just a little bit anonymous. The, but that's, a, on the track, it would still be a good thing. 150 might get you into an early 570 now, maybe, um, which is a, which is a fantastic car. And they're, they're great in that they move around a little bit as well. It's not one of these track cars that just goes where you point it. They're actually really, really fun to drive. Uh-huh. I mean, the other thing but, I'd say but, but, is, but,
1: but course wise but so we'll we, let's bring course back into the fray.
2: Well, a hundred and fifty, and it gets you a new GT3, um, or certainly a use a, a, a used one. They're quite difficult to come by, and sometimes there's a premium attached to them. But the GT3, I mean, I, I spent some time. We did a a, a film on on the Edmonds channel with, with mm-hmm. Edmonds YouTube channel for the uh, the ZR1 against the GT3. And I just couldn't get over how good the GT3 was. I think we talked about it. On I the love the Porsche. And, yeah, yeah, I love
1: that car.
2: But we actually spent some time in the last couple of weeks in the GT3 Touring, which is the one without the wings and the stick shift box. And if I could have one car today, it would be that. It would be that. GT3 Touring with a, with a stick shift. And, you know, if he's got around hundred and fifty grand, i would be looking to the Porsche. If he can get a McLaren, the only problem with any of those things, if you're tracking them every day, and Matt, Matt and I were just talking about it off air, I did a pure McLaren day couple of weeks ago in Texas, which was a fabulous day. But you're going to do a set of tires. You might do a set of brakes as well, at least if you're doing a couple of track days. And those bills start to mount up. Even if you're a wealthy guy, those bills mount up pretty fast, whereas the Porsche will take a lot more abuse.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, so it sounds like the, the Porsche is the benchmark Regardless of, of if he would want to buy the Porsche or not. And uh I No doubt. I, I would say that I kinda like the McLaren in that group. I yeah. think I think I'd hold out or spend a couple extra bucks for the five seventy. I drove the M P four. I drove it uh I drove it on the infield of uh, Auto Club, you know, did, did some track stuff there. And then their whole pitch was, hey, drive it around town first. And we're like, let's go on like a 10-mile little around town deal, and then let's go to the track all in one movement. Yeah. And and it was good. But also, like, the interior on
2: that car was just like a little bland as well. It just didn't have the pizzazz of like the Ferrari did. I remember uh, talking to the test driver, Chris Goodwin, who's now at Aston Martin, and he was he was saying they underestimated that the car needed to feel special at 30 miles. A bit like the Formula One team. Ferrari was all Italian yeah. flamboyance. McLaren was all about precision engineering. And they underestimated that most people drive these things at 25 miles an hour down the high street yeah. showing off. And you needed something that's a lot more kind of guttural, a lot more visceral. And if you drive something like the 600LT today or even the, the 725, they've, they've understood that and they've put the kind of super back into it.
0: Yeah, they have. I've driven the, the MP4 and the... the 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 five seventy the 650, mm. 720S, i s I've
2: driven all of those as you have as well I spent a day a couple of weeks ago down the the circuit of the Americas mm-hmm. uh, down in Texas with pure McLaren which is a, a tri- track day experience they do you'd love it Bill so they drive you get you turn up and you spend a day with a with a one on one instructor you have race logic V box telemetry so you could they set a reference lap and you're chasing the lap times the whole day. And it's just a, a fabulous day out. And it's the course I did is about $10,000, so it's a, it's a huge amount of money. Um, but you're driving their cars with a one-to-one instructor with full data. And if you have the kind of something out and buy one of these cars, go and do one of these days because you will learn so much. I didn't know the circuit. I'd driven the car before, but not, not very often on the track. And I started off, and I was off the pace a little bit. And then by the end, of, by the end of the five sessions, I was on the pace. I was loving it. And we were kind of chipping away at the, the tens here and there. Um, just a, a fabulous day out. And Bruno Senna was there with a, with a Senna. So we oh, did wow. the, uh, the cliched uh, Instagram picture, Senna and Senna. Yeah, that I like that Senna. If you get that thing in the right color, that thing's badass.
0: Ten grand's a little bit of a hefty. Track date bill it,
1: it is, but to be honest, they do. Yeah, do but it, if you guys are if if you're if you're in the market for those cars, then that's that's nothing.
2: Well, well, also they do do it cheaper that if you want to turn up with your own car. It's not ten grand. Ten grand is to turn up, private instructor, telemetry, bunch of people looking after car, their car. So yeah. you know you're not putting any anywhere in turn you know, on your own.
0: I, I mean, look if you you go to the you go to the the Rolex Historics in Monterey and you you hire somebody like Bruce Canepa to be your crew for the weekend. You know, you get his trailer, you get his hospitality, you get his guys wiping down the car, tuning a few things on it. You know,
2: that's ten thousand. His bills ten yeah. grand for
0: the weekend, roughly, something like that.
2: And I was working with Warren Hughes, who's uh, won one LMP two at Le Mans, uh, a British guy, but was was working over here. Fabulous driver, coach, and just the the ability to sort of sit next to you and just tell you little things that you're doing that you don't even know you they don't even know yourself yeah and he spent thirty years as as a professional racer, and his ability to feel a car from the passenger seat and tell me what the car was doing yeah. or, and it was was amazing and classic thing that I tend to overdrive and he just had me just you know calming down ten percent and going faster and yeah that was a it was a great day and what a circuit yeah you've
0: you've guys heard me say this before that i I drove the 720S. we actually filmed a bunch of stuff for them, and I absolutely loved that car. And I think it's probably one of the greatest supercars out there uh, right now. Um, But then I drove the Ford GT, and I love that car for different reasons. And they were sort of at the top of my list. I love the Ford GT because of what it represented of having an American supercar. And, yeah, and it's quick and it's cool. And I I do like the the feature that raises the nose so you don't scrape the front on the ground on the GT. It's really fast. It's almost like hydraulics, like it, you know, like you know, like it pops up. It is it, hydraulics, actually. yeah. Like yeah. almost like it was going to pop up in the air yeah. and start bouncing around. Um, but those two cars were at the top of my list. Now, Bill, you've you've squeezed yourself into a Ford GT and did like the rally or something back uh, uh, on the East Coast, right? Yes, sir. Have you been in the McLaren? I have not. So, that's right. You were. I don't even know if we had started this yet when I had the 720s, but uh, but I I I squeezed Steve Austin in there.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, Steve and I are about the same. I mean, I got like 20 pounds on him, but yeah, we're about the same size. If he was he fairly comfortable in it, or was it? Like know, a, he, he was, was like, he wearing it.
0: He was okay, but you know, you know, you know, Steve Austin. He had you know he had like a little bit of his beer belly. And uh, <laughs> and but you, but
1: you also know that you know if if you're primarily going to track the car, I, I want to be as tight as possible. Yeah, you know because tight means safety.
0: It, the, the only the only real obstacle for Steve, unfortunately for him, poor guy, was he's 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 taken some bumps in his days as well, and he's got a he's got a pretty bad like shoulder. And he actually had a hard time sitting in the seat and then reaching up to grab the door and closing it. The angle just tweaked his shoulder. Yeah. I can and he's that. like, it's kind of rough, like- like, you know, he's just like to kind of put your arm up and back a little bit to pull it down and to get that door closed. Was, was He's like,
2: yeah, that's not, that's
0: not the best move for,
2: for my shoulder. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, taking him on a track like that, you realize just how fast a modern supercar is. We, we With the telemetry at the end of the straight, we're pulling 171 miles an hour and then braking at 200 yards for a second gear, second gear left-hander. And the, they had McLaren GT4 race cars out there at the same time, which are uh, restricted to about 450 horsepower. So we were faster in a straight line than the in the 720 than we were with the GT4. And you just you, I mean, we were there in jeans and um, you know, jeans and a sort of long sleeve shirt, and 171 miles an hour hitting the hitting the brakes. Yeah. And yeah, I mean these these things are just getting faster and faster and faster oh, yeah. and faster than most race cars now. And it, and and. Without the the electronics and stuff that we have
0: today, everybody would be having a bad day. You know, by the way, you spoke of Senna, and someone in Europe, I saw on the news already, uh, bought it, drove it off the lot, wrecked it. <laughs> it
2: doesn't surprise
0: me. Yeah. Didn't get very far.
2: Brand new
0: McLaren Senna. What's that car? Million and a half?
2: Yeah, if you can get one.
0: If you yeah. can get one. And just wrecked it right away. I'm like, come on. Get a feel for it. You know, get a feel for it. I'm going out after we do this show. Um, I've got a friend who's selling a Viper. Oh yeah, there's the there's a the wreck. Airbags popped. Yeah, I mean it's not. That also explode. looks like a
2: rubbish crash as well because that's on a residential road, isn't it? So it's not like he's taking it to the track and no, he's just. Yeah. No, he's like, what does this traction control
0: button do? Let me turn that off. Hit the gas. Boom. Hit the wall. We're looking at a picture Ooh, of a bell. was like is,
1: half of the demon owners.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing. Is is. Uh, I, I'm after this. I'm going out to to check out a Viper. I'm going to check out a a 92 Viper. It's the 35th car made. Um, it's only got like 12,000 miles on. It's mint condition. It's nice. Uh, a friend is selling it. He asked me to help him sell it. Uh, I'm bringing another friend out there that wants a Viper, and I keep thinking back. You know, 92 that Viper, no ABS, no traction control. Uh, you know, I mean, not the fastest thing in the world, but it could be. You know, it could be if you drive it, you know, back then it's, I don't know, it's 400 horsepower, it's 450 pound-feet of torque, it only weighs about 4,300 pounds, maybe a little less, and it's 0 to 60 in 4.2 seconds. I feel like a a Focus ST can do that, but, uh, you know, maybe not quite, but, you know, maybe an RS, but I feel like that's not that fast anymore. But that car can pull over a G, you know, uh, on the track, and it's pretty easy to to get out from under you, you know that car can get a little scary very quickly.
2: And the tire technology wasn't as good back then either.
0: Yeah, you know I think uh, we had Christopher Titus in uh, a few years ago, and he had a Viper, and he was doing like a Willow Springs, like big Willow track day, and he was talking about. He was with an instructor, and uh, you know he he went around the track twice or something with the instructor, and the guy was very specific. He's like. Break here, turn in here, ease in here, you know, back off a little here. And about two laps in, the instructor was like, his mind, he was like, I don't have to say this all the time. You're getting it. And Chris was like, I'm waiting for the instruction. And then he went down that long straightaway and into that first left hand uh, uh, turn one. And the instructor didn't say anything. And he kind of looked like, Wait, aren't I supposed to break? And he just went straight off. He just lawn darted. <laughs> he just kept going. This thing shot in the air. These two guys, they're like lawn darted his Viper into the grass, like between like turns, I don't know, one and three, you know? And he was just like, he was like, scariest moment of my life. And the instructor's like, what are you doing? Chris was like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, what, what happened to the turn left? He goes, I thought it would be obvious by now. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was rough. They they did some damage on a car for sure.
2: Well, the McLaren guys said, so you know, like you go to a lot of circuits to put cones out, break here, turn in here, yeah. apex here. They don't do that because they say what they realize as soon as you take the cones away, you might as well have not done a day's tuition. Yeah, because everybody everybody panics.
0: Yeah, they just look for cones.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you just join the dots all the time. Uh,
0: you, <laughs> Goldberg, you've done the the Toyota Pro Celebrity Race. I remember because
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you it, it's funny that you brought up Titus because uh, after I blew the tranny in that little Toyota piece of shit Celica, he he picked me up on track and gave me a ride back to the paddock.
0: Oh, he did. Wait, you blew the yeah. you blew it, you blew the transmission before or after you punched the car?
1: Right. <laughs> uh, that was before. That was that was I think the reason why I punched the car, but yeah, I was uh Second place, man. I was I was rolling, couldn't get any more speed, and figured uh, why not just blow up the tranny.
0: No joke. He did the the Toyota Pro Celebrity Race. The car broke. He got mad at it. He punched it. Broke his hand.
1: <laughs> it's, it's funny, but it's funny
0: now. It's funny now. But at the time, I think I think you were telling us a story. Like you punched the car, then you sat down, and you're like. I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, I head. was
1: under contract. Uh, <laughs> it was right when WCW was purchased for, with, uh, by WWE, and I had a guaranteed deal unless I was hurt. And uh, <laughs> then I, I went out and I I smashed the side view mirror with my forearm, and I broke my forearm on it and went back to the paddock and told my, uh, you know, my manager, said, you know, I'm really sorry you're wrecked. And I said, well, I'm really sorry, but I just broke my arm. <laughs> <laughs> my God, and, uh, we left, and that was it. Nobody ever knew until like a year or two years later.
0: Right, but the the uh, you got to sit there and go, oh, I broke my arm, but now I have to wrestle with a yeah. broken arm, like because I'm not going to tell anybody, and I've got a contract, and this is my job, and now I've got to wrestle with a broken arm right?
1: Uh, take one from the
0: team. You know? <laughs> I mean, well, take, take one. Take one you're so like, <laughs> your, your manager's getting his fee either way. So, <laughs>
1: so <cool>. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know,
0: he's like, yeah, you better suck it up, buddy. You got a guarantee. <laughs> he's like, he's not, it's not my yeah.
1: arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: He's like, you uh, did this to uh, yourself.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I think it was, uh, so Adam did the race. And I forgot who it was. Maybe it was Vassar. Maybe it was uh, uh Vassar. Yeah, I don't think it was Unser. I think it was Vassar. And uh, Adam was talking to me. He's like, yeah, and, you know, whatever turn. And he goes, where should I break? And he's like, oh, there's numbers on the wall. When you see, like, the big five uh, start hitting the break. <laughs> and uh, And Adam did a few laps. He followed the directions. And then he comes back in. He's like, I almost flew off the track. Like I was coming in way too hot. And he goes, Yeah, what did I say? Five? He's like, Yeah, he's like, I was way off on that one. It should have been like seven. <laughs> and he goes, He goes, I went into that again. I realized, Yeah, I, I, I was, yeah, my bad. He's like, My bad. He's like, I almost flew off the track. He's like, he's like Well, don't listen to me. <laughs> he's like, Maybe don't listen to me. <laughs> it's funny because uh, Adam is always called Tanner Faust. Tanner's really good on that track. And, yeah. and And, uh, you know, Tanner had a good tip. He's like, oh, he's like, before they started doing the drifting the weekend before, they would do it like the day before. And he would say, oh, this is perfect because the drift guys go out there. And when you go into this turn and that turn where they drift, they lay down so much rubber, just go full floor, you know, just full throttle, just hammer down and you go, you'll stick. No one thinks you will, but you will because they lay down all this rubber. And that was kind of his one of his little tips and uh and even when they started drifting like the weekend before, it was still enough rubber there if it didn't rain that yeah. week, it was enough to to just just go full out on on one or two of those turns. It was crazy little tips but um
1: I think the terms full out hammer down should never apply to a vehicle with less than two hundred horsepower.
0: <laughs> well, right, well, what choice do you have? <laughs> you know, like first of all, I I drive an Alfa Romeo Spider. Everything is full throttle. There's that's it. You're either off or you're full throttle. There's no there's no in between. Yeah, right. There's just nothing in between. That's the way it works. Uh, but except I'm driving the M3 today. Um, uh, so let's get into what else you got going on, uh, Alistair. But first, I'm gonna tell you guys a little bit more about Zybar. So, guys, uh, Zybar is an ultra-thin coating for manifolds, headers, turbos, tailpipes, mufflers, and tips. It has a thickness of .001 inch, which reduces radiant heat by 90%. And it's the first DIY thermal coating of its kind. Now, that's impressive. It's non-corrosive and does not break down even in 2,000-degree environments. It makes wraps, shields, and expensive ceramic coatings obsolete. This is the future. Use Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, fuel economy, and lower underhood temperatures. Zybar comes in four awesome colors. They have bronze, midnight black, cast silver, and Porsche gray. That will definitely make your engine a showpiece. Zybar is available for purchase at Zycoat.com and many auto parts retail locations. Zycoat is Z-Y-C-O-A-T.com. Put Zybar on. Take heat off. All right.
2: What's going on with you, Alistair? Uh, two big things for us over the next couple of weeks. We just launched uh, today, hold off the press as it used to be, uh, our rankings product. So basically, Edmunds has ranked every new car on sale. So there are about over 400 cars in the market today. We've subdivided that into 50 different categories. So you're always comparing apples with apples and then rank them all. So if you head to the, head to the site now uh, and on the homepage, click on one of the white icons, it actually take you through to our rankings product. And you can see how we rank every car sale. Because if you think about it, my job is to advise people on what car they should buy. So whether it's Bill's friend buying a, a GT3 or, or not buying a GT3 or it's somebody buying a, a Civic or a Camry or whatever it may be, our job is to say, well, actually, what's the best car for you? And the rankings is, is our best way of doing that. And, and how
0: do you break it down? What are some of the parameters that determine the ranking?
2: So we put everything, before we, we can produce a ranking, we produce what we call an Edmunds rating. So every vehicle goes to our test track and we run a whole bunch of numbers on it. The cars go to our studio and are fully measured out. Plus we, we run the car normally for a couple of weeks and put a huge array of different drivers through it. So it's a really in-depth test. In fact, we believe it's the most in-depth in the, in the world in, in, uh, for what we do. Um, and off the back of that, we create rating, a rating system, everything from driving performance to comfort to practicality to usability. And all that's relative to other cars in that sector. So obviously we're not comparing the the practicality of a 911 with a, with a CRV. But having done that, we create individual ratings out of 10 and then an overall rating. You can see all this on our, on our pages head to say the Honda Civic page. And then from there, we will rank the vehicles based on those ratings. So it's a combination of a lot of data, a lot of science, plus the subjective opinions that come from a a hugely experienced team who've driven everything. Now, all of this
0: is based on your initial testing of the cars and uh, some experiences you have with them. Will at some point – Will you add some long-term results to that? Does that make sense? Like, if you have something for a year and you put the twenty thousand miles on it, do you go back and and say this is the
2: initial ranking and this is where we are now based on you know? Yeah. So only. these these not rank-
0: every card gets long-term testing, but I'm saying some yeah. Of but them well,
2: are. what we're going to try and do is run our number one ranked vehicle in, in each of the major segments. So this is going to be a new new philosophy going forwards. But I should say the whole thing is dynamic because a lot of the car of the year awards that you see, it's like best car 2018 or 2019 or whatever it may be. And a lot of those are based on what new car came out this year. So you get these weird anomalies. So it's a car that we don't regard as the best in the class, but it wins the overall award simply because it happened to be new. What we're trying to recognize in this is genuine excellence. So you might see, for example, the Mercedes S-Class win for 10 years in a row. Why not? um and every time a new vehicle comes out we just tested the Toyota RAV4 for example this week and that will as soon as we get it into the office to a proper test that will impact the the rankings so this is a a real time verdict on what we regard as the best cars in their class and the best cars for you and we're working on different ways of allowing you to compare from class to class and that sort of thing so and it's also trying to be nuanced so if you want to be big on drive you know if you prioritize handling flair over um, over over practicality, we our reporting will actually show up what what we regard because there'll be a rating for driving performance or rating for practicality. So you can dig into it a little bit. You can compare vehicles. So you can search the
0: vehicles based on what your preference is. Okay. Like if you want performance or handling or something else,
2: you can actually absolutely you can compare the the vehicles side by side. You can also dig into the the more in depth review with the individual ratings for. Um, for as I say performance practicality, et cetera, et cetera. There's yeah. all the safety ratings and everything else on there as well. So there's a huge I mean, there's a huge amount of work gone into this and this is going to be a, a really big play for us now and and in the future. So it's bound to be a bit controversial and I'd encourage anybody listening, yeah. go to the go to the website, uh have a look at it. If you disagree, you can email actually it comes to me. You can email me at ra- rankings at edmonds dot com. Um but yeah it's a big it's a big thing for us. It's launching today. I actually sent the Press release and, and a note to all the. Oh, industry. that's why right, you're making a phone call before you walked in. Yeah. Hey, is that
0: rankings thing still <laughs> up? Is that going live or what's going on there? So there's always this thing in my job where
2: you at seven yeah. o'clock this morning you push, get push go on an email and yeah. then you just wait for the you feedback. Just wait, wait to see what's going on because so, it matters to people. Why am I number four? Yeah. Why am I number? And we you know we we do this all the time and it plays into our video strategy as well. Of you know we did our big trucks test which is has been a huge success for us as to you know the Ram came top and then the Ford then the Silverado and. Yeah, people you know, manufacturers care about this. We've got 20 million people a month coming to the site, so people, people do care about this stuff. Yeah.
0: I, I think it's a great feature because, um, uh, like you, we get asked all the time. I, I certainly do. People go, hey, what, what's, what should I buy? What should I buy? And I say, I don't know. Ask Alistair. I do it to you on Twitter all the time yeah. now.
2: <laughs> well, the, 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 menti- the mentality we have when we talk about it in, internally yeah. is this idea of being this kind of expert friend or guide, really. So, it is that guy in the, bar, the guy or girl in the bar who who's sending it, you know, as you do to me on Twitter. What's the yeah. best cash. And What we yeah, need yeah. to do is apply that to twenty million people through the mechanism of a website. So not, you know. So if Bill asks me again, what I should be doing is say, go to this page, Bill, and it'll all be there. Or you can just text me. It's okay. Right, because uh, Bill, you and I were having a conversation not too long what? ago,
0: a couple episodes ago, when we we're like we we're talking about the difference between the Cadillac Escalade and the Lincoln Navigator. The full new yeah. navigator, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, so, uh, Alistair. Yeah, I'll be tapping into that SUV section in a couple of weeks too.
2: Yeah, it's a great talking about the razor over. It's a great feature. and We need to be a bit more. You know, we need to have that confidence in our. You know, we have that confidence in our testing, and and you know, ultimately, that's the what what Edmonds does is is firstly to advise you on on what car would be best for you, and then guide you through the whole shopping process. So there's a real depth to to what we do, and that's the that's the point of rankings and ratings, and the reason why we get a test tracks every Monday and spend the you know spend the week being uh, thoroughly geeky about cars. But it's good fun as well. The other thing we've got coming up next week, of course, I think you're going to be there, Matt. Is the LA Auto Show?
0: The LA Auto Show. One last question on the rankings, Sorry, though, go ahead. is um, all of the testing and stuff. Uh, that's something you do for all the cars. You can do a comparison of, of all of that stuff. But uh, what about when you start getting into things like a Rav Four and a CRV, and you want to know what's what's the most dog friendly, or what is the easiest to strap down a baby seat, or something along the lines of that you know, like what when does that start to factor into? You know, it, I mean, because people buy cars now based off of you know the the sync
2: system or yeah. can you can plug your phone in and and how integrated that is and it's absolutely crucial and, and what we're always trying to do is is to and this also plays to why we run cars on a long term test as well for twenty thousand miles but even when we get cars in for a couple of, we won't rate a car unless it's been through our office in our in-depth process so if we go and drive a car on a on a vehicle launch somewhere in the world um that doesn't count towards the rankings we need to get it in we need to do thorough testing on it and you're absolutely right we need to recognize that you know somebody buying a CRV has an entirely different mindset to somebody buying a McLaren. So can you fit the child seating? Can you get the stroller in the boot? You know, how does the infotainment system work? We know for example that Toyota's Entune is is pretty hopeless. You know, can yeah. you increasingly, you know, can you have CarPlay? And if you can have CarPlay, can you have Android Auto? Because this is actually how people use cars. And we assess a vehicle based on on how it will be used. So, of course, you take a slightly different approach to a ZR1 as you would to a CRV or a a Civic or a Camry. But we we have a broad range of people within within our team, age groups, gender, everything. And so it's it's more a case of putting lots of people through the car, getting different opinions, understanding how people will use it, and then coming up with an opinion based on that. So, if you think about the market today, there's There's the whole entertainment world, you know, the Grand Tour and Top Gear and that sort of thing. There's the influencers buying supercars with daddy's money or whatever it is. But then there is a whole other space, and I think we we need to lead in this area, and I think we do lead in this area, which is what is the best car for me, which is proper advice. So we like to make our content engaging. We want to make it entertaining. I think our, our video and our written stuff does that. But above all else, you've got to come away from it saying, is this the right car for me? And even GT3, which is, against CR1, which is the, the enthusiast end of what we do, we still came away with a very clear opinion on which, which we felt was the, the strongest car.
0: Yeah. I just spent a week in the uh, Jaguar I-Pace, the all-electric uh, Jaguar. Which, uh, despite all my bitching about charging, you know, uh, trying to charge a car on a, on a the public network is is bullshit. So if you, if you get any electric car, they're like, you got to get the charger at home. Yeah, yeah, you have to. You have to. There's no other option. Because the, the the public infrastructure for charging is is shit. Right? You you got to. Drive to a Ralph's parking lot or something. Plug that shit in for seven hours. Guys in their little Fiat Five Hundreds are behind you, going, "What are you doing? I needed to plug that in." And then, "Are you going to be here all day?" And then you got to like Uber home or walk a couple miles and leave the car. Like you just can't do it publicly. So you got to have the charger at home. But I really liked that vehicle. I thought it was. I thought it was great. I thought it was fast. Uh, I thought that I kind of like the size of it. I think for LA, it's a good size. Yeah. It's it's not big it's sort of mid sized sedan but a little bit higher up it's like a jaguar xf but higher up hatchback right uh, i liked it but to your point the jaguar infotainment system is still like it's just slow you just you hit a button on the radio and it just it takes a two full seconds before that thing flicks over to the next thing i'm like why why do we still have this? Like, this has been going on for like seven years. And I was like, come on guys, we can do this. And like, look, there's a lot of car companies out there that are really good at making cars, but they're not good at making other things. And I'm saying, go to somebody who is good at this. Like if you're a Jaguar, listen, don't be afraid to give Google or Apple or Microsoft a call and go, we can't figure this out. We can't make our radio buttons fast. So how about you do it for us because you're pretty good at this stuff, like no shame in that. By the way, exactly. <laughs>
2: concentrate on what you do. Yeah, concentrate on the. Like the
0: style is great. Yeah. I love Ian Callum's style. I love the interior of that car. I loved it far better than Alexis. Um, and I enjoyed driving that thing immensely. I thought it was. I thought it was quick. It pulled hard. That the electric power is great. Even at eighty miles an hour, you 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 hammer down in that thing, and it it scoots along. I I, I liked it. But, no, I hate you. The, the, you know, the camera's on, the camera's off. I put it in reverse, and then I go reverse, and then I put it in drive again, and then the camera comes on. I'm like, well, it's too late now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what's going on? <laughs> you know? Uh, all right. So we're going to talk a little bit about LA Auto Show as well. I'm going to tell you guys about Continental. When you're under the hood, ever notice how often you see Continental belts? There's a reason for that. Continental is one of the world's largest original equipment suppliers for the automotive industry. Automakers around the world insist on Continental for original equipment belts. The U.S. Big Three, BMW, VW, over 30% of all new vehicles sold in North America. You know what that says? It says Continental knows OE because they are OE. Continental OE Technology Series Multi-V Belts for the automotive aftermarket are precision engineered for perfect fit, form, and function with a true OE pedigree. They're the belts engines already know. So you can confidently spec Continental's Multi-V Belts. They're There's one for 98% of vehicles on the road today. You may not know it, but Continental is also a leader in automotive technology. Hey, maybe they should call Jack. (laughs) Electronic components for things like autonomous driving and accident-free zones. These guys, they focus on innovation in every part in every product they make, including OE Technology Series aftermarket belts. Visit OETechnologySeries.com to learn more. Maybe they should do infotainment systems. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> just a little tidbit there. Um, LA Auto Show. Sure. Uh, I like going um, because it's close. <laughs> and uh, it's the auto show that I go to every year. Everybody's very, very sweet. They say, come on down. Come to the press day. Come to a bunch of events. Um, i got a few things on the menu. I've got a Bentley event I'm going to. I've got a a Lincoln event I'm going to. And Genesis, the the Hyundai, non-Hyundai car. um, The posh Hyundai. Yeah, the posh Hyundai. Uh, I'm going to one of those events. And actually, I don't have much of a relationship with them. But I'm always so curious about that car because it looks nice and uh, – it it looks like the car that should be all in like the stock footage because it's like oh is it a BMW is it a Mercedes there's no logo on it and that's it's kind of the generic car that they should use but I haven't got to spend much time with them so I'm going to go
2: to one of their events as well but what do we have to look forward to at the LA Auto Show well it's a big show and we talked before uh, in, on this show about how you know the whole auto auto show world is 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 diminishing but actually LA if anything is bucking that trend because it's a it's a huge market particularly for the for the luxury brands but there's some important new cars here Mazda 3 which should be a huge seller will, uh, is launching uh, Honda Passport, which is sits alongside the C R V and the pilot, and he's kind of was described to me as a what's C- the lineup? CRV? CRV, then it would be Passport, Pilot. And pilot. is a, a bigger one. one. Yeah. And it was described to me at Seamer as, as a kind of more masculine CRV. So it's based on a pilot, it'd be a little bit better off road than a CRV, a mm-hmm. little bit more aggressive. We've already had a, a sneak preview of that. That's debuting. Uh Bentley Continental uh, Cabriolet. Um, as you discussed, um, Audi G- GT Concept E-Tron, which will be a sportier version of the E-Tron SUV that we that's launching next year. Okay. Um, Porsche 992, the new 911. I mean, it's crazy. We're sitting here saying how how much we love the current one, the 991.2.
0: Yeah, like you just are still doing videos on yeah, it going. Know, hey, this Porsche is so good, and Porsche is like,
2: I'm glad you like it. We've got a new one coming out. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy. So that is actually launching here in LA next week. Uh, the 992. Um, we've already had a little sneak drive of it, well, or sleep sit in the past. Porsche does such a good job of distracting us with all the little
0: spin off models, right? They're like, Hey, the 991. Yeah. Uh, it came out seven years ago and they're like, it's really long in the tooth. They're like, no, 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 but we feel like we just got the new. They're like, no, no, you got the GT3 and you got the GTS and you got the all wheel drive and you got the, you know, the, all these versions that sort of released over time to keep that thing fresh. They're, they're geniuses at that, right? Well,
2: they are. And this one will launch next week here with Carrera S and Carrera 4S. Then you will – in PDK, Flappy Paddle Gearbox. Then off the back of that, you will have the standard Carrera coming out Then and then manual gearbox. Thank God, that's still – that was, that's retained. And then on from there, you'll have GTS, Maybe GTS. GT3, And then Targa GT2, should fit in there somewhere
0: again. Uh, What's it? Targa?
2: Targa fit in will be in that mix. Uh, hybrid will be in that mix. Oh. Uh, but that's probably a few years off. So it's um, eight-speed PDK now, seven-speed stick, four hundred and fifty horsepower for the Carrera S. I mean, the the performance of that thing will be will be extraordinary. The turbo is rumored to have over six hundred and fifty horsepower. So, as always, more horsepower. It'll look like a nine eleven. It's going to have one of those. You know, that the Panamera has that sort of red strip across the back. Mm-hmm. Um, that will yeah the white yeah the, yeah that will light. be on every new car. Panamera has
0: it now. Cayenne has it now. Yeah, it's a Porsche. Sig-
2: Macan yeah. has it now. They're yeah. all. They're, it's a, it's a becoming a Porsche now, signature. Now,
0: you, you mentioned Macan.
2: That's already getting a refresh. Macan will be here in LA as well. That was launched in China, I want to say, a couple of months back. Um, so yeah, new Macan, uh, which is a pretty hefty refresh. Uh, obviously, Kay- Cayenne's new as well, or relatively new. So it's a great. It's a great lineup. Uh, excited to be going to the launch of that on Tuesday night. Uh, but also just a lot of mainstream, great mainstream stuff as well. Say Mazda three, Passport. Mm-hmm. It's a good show, um, and it's will be. We'll have a big team there. We'll be doing lots of video stuff, lots of reporting on the site, um, checking out the new models. And if you're in town, yeah, you know, it's, it's still a good. It's still a great day out. Do we know the date of the show? What's today? Today,
0: this show is coming out on the twenty first. Yeah, this this is the, show, today's the day before Thanksgiving. Okay, so. As you're listening to this, it's, so it's Wednesday a week on before Friday, so it's a week on Friday. So yeah. next week for us is like the press stuff, and then yeah. and then it's open to the public, and it's it's open for a long time, like a week. week yeah, until December 9th. Till December 9th, Til December 9th mm-hmm. for Thanks for an sure. LA Auto Show. All right, so there you go. So definitely check that out. I think that'll be kind of fun to do. Um, Bill, you coming to LA? I am not now,
1: <laughs> maybe if, maybe, if,
0: maybe if the Goldbergs call you back up and give you some time yeah, i'll off. be
1: I'll be there December third for another episode of the Goldberg.
0: Well, all right, well there you go. um, it should be a fun event to go and check it out uh all right, we're gonna wrap things up here, and uh uh before we do, I'm gonna tell you about Dodge, join the Brotherhood of Muscle, and give winter the cold shoulder. With Dodge's all wheel drive vehicles. You can joy ride like it's summer in the dead of winter. Visit your local Dodge dealer now for a great deal at the Dodge Black Friday sales event. If you don't, ho,
1: ho, go. Goldberg
0: claws will come after you. <laughs> I keep seeing different variations of the commercial. They're fantastic. I think the feedback is uh, it's been great. I saw I saw Christie Lee, our friend Christie Lee, Christie Lee. I mean that I beat at the drag race at Roadkill Nights, but still, you know no less charming yeah, <laughs> Isola, Isola, uh, i saw like that i saw that like me the driver
1: woman. man if i beat her also I mean, <laughs>
0: yeah right yeah i guess uh I, just, I guess delivering presents is not a race i don't know i always kinda of felt like it was but um
1: uh well, i guess i'm the one that's going to get out and deliver them physically so if she drives them, it could you know technically make it quicker
2: must be a pretty big yeah. chimney the, i I tell you <laughs> that's not funny lost weight.
0: the the best part of that commercial to me is you painting the engine when, <laughs> when you're like the on the on the the easel there you're like painting and i i, I didn't notice at the first like time or two what you were painting and i was like oh you're 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 painting you're painting of Demon Edge or Hellcat oh, Edge? That yeah, yeah, I'll have to go back and
1: watch <laughs> yeah. it again. What's uh, even more amazing is I'm not left-handed.
0: I, I was trying to figure that out. I was like, "You look kind of awkward with the left hand." I was yeah. like, "What's going on with that?" <laughs> it's funny because I know you, and I saw it in the commercial. I'm like, "Why did they make you do it left-handed?" I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. It was it was it was it was weird. But uh, all right. Um, anything else going on with you, Bill? Anything else you got to throw out there before we wrap up?
1: Mm Just, uh, waiting on that elephant, man. You know, we need the control module. They need to make the control module available so I can put it in that race car for God's sakes. If not soon, then, uh, we're going to have to give Hellion a, a quick phone call.
0: Oh yeah. I'm, 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 I'm crushing on those guys on the, uh, on the turbos that he's got going over there. He's what a nice guy. Um, if you guys missed that episode, go back, listen to the episode with, uh, with with John from Hellion Turbos. Um, a cool dude, really understands what he's doing. Like I said, I've known him from drag racing, and uh, he was so dominant out there. Now he's making all these kits. Um,
1: in- and let's just, let, you know, a small microcosm of the car world. You know, I'm I, we've been in this for a long time. I've, uh, uh, Flex Wheeler's a great friend of mine. I haven't seen Flex in 100 years. We bump into each other at, at SEMA. He's with Hellion. There goes the relationship with Helium. So I mean again, it's just a prime example of why the damn car world's so cool, you know.
0: Yeah. He's making a two thousand horsepower demon. Cool
1: see is. Yeah. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Alistair.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh guys, we're gonna wrap up and uh Alistair Weaver from Edmonds dot com. Guys, thank you so much for uh for listening to that. Thank you for coming in here and um no, thanks, uh, thank, thank you for coming in and uh, giving us the lowdown. Go check out all the, uh, the new ranking system that they have over there. You can find, uh, you can find, uh, Edmonds. Go to edmonds.com. You can find Edmonds on all of the social media. You can go to, uh, Weaver Alistair on Instagram and then you can go to Alistair Weaver on Twitter. If you get this wrong, just switch them. You'll you'll figure it out eventually. And uh, check out Goldberg. He's at Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter and Goldberg95 and Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. Uh, Constantly posting stuff up there. Like you said, fun stuff from NCIS and the Goldbergs, but also Goldberg's Garage, all the car stuff, burnouts, videos kind of fun stuff you got going on over and the there.
1: finale of Night for Death season two tonight 10 o'clock 9 central only on history
0: there you go check that out <laughs> <laughs> he's doing a lot of his uh, voiceover stuff doing all of his plugs in there Um <laughs> he had had his his TV enthusiasm going on I love that Uh, you can check me out at uh, motorator.com the website's up there you can do some Christmas shopping Uh, go to my website snoop around and uh, buy a Viper uh you can, you could try. I think you could do that from Edmonds, not from my site. But uh I tell you what, you know what? Um to support everything that we're doing here, you can go to Car Cash Show, you can click on that Amazon banner, you can go to Motorator.com, click on that Amazon banner, buy all your shit from Amazon, and then <laughs> and then uh we get a little love and it doesn't cost you anything extra. And so, give us
1: a five star rating or Goldberg Clause is gonna kill you.
0: That's right. Uh, tell a friend on iTunes, we're gonna keep growing this show and uh uh, Goldberg's got a hell of an engine again so we love the ratings and the reviews. All right Chris thank you so much I think I saw Kalen run around here too as well so whatever you did today Kalen thank you for that you, you're amazing and uh, until, uh, until next time keep the air and the spare and the bag and the wheel. Oh oh. oh.